This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work at garnetmedia.org. everyone. Welcome to season two of 1801 Live. My name is Emily Dangler and I will be the host this season. I'm the newly inaugurated student body vice president. To tell you a little bit more about me, I am a junior public health major from Collegeville, Pennsylvania. So this year, 1801 Live is going to look a little bit different. I want this season to focus more on informing students about resources on campus. I'm going to be partnering with different offices on campus, such as the Career Center and the Health Center, so students can know about everything we have on campus to really take charge of their journey at U of SC and get the best experience possible. I'm also going to be bringing in 1801 Live to be part of the different programs that student government has, such as Key Week, which stands for Knowledge Empowers You, and Carolina Beautiful Week. But today's episode is going to be a very special episode. You guys are going to get to meet the other new student government executive officers and get to know a little bit more about them and about me. So we're going to start with simple introductions. Uh, So I want everyone to kind of go over their year in school, their major, their hometown, and their career goals. So as I already said, I am a junior public health major from Collegeville, Pennsylvania, and I hopefully would love to be a dentist one day. Uh, Do you want to start with Alex Harrell, our student body president? All righty. Hey, y'all. Thank you, Emily, for having me on the pod today. Um, Yeah, my name is Alex Harrell. I'm the new student body vice or student body president. Um, And I'm a junior here at Carolina. I'm studying political science and criminal justice. Um, I'm originally from Lake Wiley, South Carolina, but my parents uh, just moved down to Myrtle Beach area. Um, yeah, my kind of career goal, career goal, I guess, would be a lobbyist. Thank you. Okay, next we're going to have more Gianna McDevitt, the Speaker of the Student Senate. Hey, guys. Super excited to be on this podcast today. Um, I would say this is, this is my third podcast that I've done, so I don't know if that makes me a podcast like expertise or still like a novice. I guess we'll figure that out after today goes. I am a junior from Long Island, New York, um, here studying in the Honors College Environmental Studies and Economics double major um, with a minor in political science and vocal performance. Um, My long-term career goals are hopefully to get into corporate strategy with um, goals of focusing in sustainability or government and policy. Perfect. Marjana, you got me B. I've only, this is my second podcast. And well, I've never hosted a podcast, so you still have to be on that. <laughs> uh, one. My first time, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, okay, so next we have Kate Turner, our student body treasurer. Thanks for having us, Emily. This is exciting. First podcast. So y'all beat y'all both of y'all beat me. Um, I am a sophomore, I'm the youngest, um, double majoring in international business and marketing with a minor in Spanish and a concentration in data analytics. I am originally from Leesburg, Virginia, which is outside of Washington, DC. And my career goal would be to do marketing or communications for a luxury brand, something like that, some multinational company where I can work and uh, travel between different countries. Sweet, okay, so I already told everyone listening a little bit more about my goals for 1801 Live this semester, but do the three of you kind of want to talk just generally about what your goals are for your term can be what you ran on or just something that you are super excited to hopefully get done and what you really want to work on. Alex, we can start with you. All righty. Yeah. So I think kind of the first thing we want to see happen here is, is getting students vaccinated so we can you know, return to a sense of normalcy and, and get back to that college experience we all signed up for. Um, secondly, student vote in the board of trustees. I think that's something that's huge we could do for the students. It's something that, you know, me and Kate both ran on, um, creating a more diverse and inclusive Carolina. I think that's important, you know, make sure all students are welcome or feel welcomed here at Carolina. Um, 
increasing five points in, in campus safety, I think that's also important and something the students feel passionate about. Got to be safe. Um, furthering the students and the university's legislative agenda um, over at the General Assembly, I think that's something that you know impacts us as students in, incredibly so is when we have laws that we can change and benefit us as students. And lastly, beating Clemson. You know, we got we to gotta beat those this guys from the upstate and, and let them know who's boss. Yes, we need a win, hopefully one day. Um, Jana, do you want to talk about some of your goals? I would love to. So just working with y'all as an exec, I'm really excited to just serve as a student leader. Um, and I think we all four of us can agree that serving as student leaders is serving the students. So maximizing all y'all's voices on, on what you want to know. And, and what I'm really excited about is serving as Speaker of the Senate. And, and my major goal is using the Senate and increasing that accessibility to students. So all of the student body should know that if they have an issue or a problem, there is a legislative body of 50 senators who are students on campus, just like you are at this university, that can write a piece of legislation and, and fight for your voice or for your problem or for your issue. And the student senate wants to hear your voices. So we want to increase our presence on campus. I'm going to plug our Instagram, U of SC SG Senate, if you want to follow us. So not only know what we're doing, but what we can do. Um, and that's really what I'm working for, looking forward to the most this coming year and going to work really hard on increasing. Yes, definitely. Everyone, if you're listening, give them that follow, bring up the Instagram. And then Kate, if you want to talk about your goals. Yeah, Morgiana said it best when she mentioned, um, you know, us as leaders, our job is to um, advocate for the students and for y'all's needs. So I really just want to work to increase outreach um, of all the resources that StudentGov has to offer, you know, whether financial or otherwise. I want students and organizations to be able to reap all the benefits that um, we as an organization can give to them, whether that's advocating for an issue that you're passionate about or helping all with an event that um, you wanna put on. I just wanna be able to help students reach their goals. Um, as well as, um, as many students listening may know whenever they voted for the in the elections, um, the referendum to remove the office of the treasurer was passed. So another huge goal of mine is just to curate a smooth transition throughout the next year as the last student body treasurer from, you know, the, the ending of my office into a secretary of finance, making sure that that transition goes smoothly and that the new secretary of finance is well equipped to um, handle student gov's finances and make sure organizations receive the money that they deserve. Yes, and looking forward into next year and all of our goals, I guess my next kind of question for you guys is, what are you most excited about? Like what gets your smile going? When I think about having in-person programs again, I'm so excited as most people on this campus know, I love programming, that's like my passion. I can't wait to see Green Street filled with students. It's been like a desert, there's been no one lately. So hopefully next semester bringing back those in-person programs is something I'm really excited about. What are you guys kind of excited about? Yeah, I think um, I'm kind of excited about two things. I think, like you said, being back here in person this fall, it's going to be awesome to see all the students, you know, walking across Green Street. I know when we were campaigning and tabling, it was it was sad to see, like, we didn't have that many people come by because there just wasn't a lot of kids on campus. But I think it's going to be awesome to see everybody on campus here in the fall. And I think secondly, you know, we're – as student body executives, we're, we're really privileged to meet some really cool people, some really interesting people. And I think just meeting those people and building those relationships and, you know, making long lasting relationships will impact your life in the long run. I think that's one of the things I'm, I'm most excited about, too. I definitely reverberate that being on campus, um, particularly with what I'll be doing in student government, having an in-person Senate where we can not only discuss, but debate and have those interesting conversations in person. It really elevates the experience that we have to serve the students and hearing those needs, um, discussing in person really adds that element of um, making things personable rather than just discussing something that you might have heard of and you're just seeing it through a screen. It makes it feel less real. Um, and definitely something I'm just excited for being on campus is, you know, seeing more of the good and the bad of our campus and seeing how we can change that. I think being in our apartments and being across the the, uh, the country when we all were sent home last year um, just kind of changed our student experience 
experience and it made a lot of our issues more individualized, but coming together as we come back to campus and growing as a community um, and the four of us can work to promote that community aspect of campus as much as we can because we'll all be back together. Yeah, um, for me, like y'all have already stated, this past fall when all my classes were online, I felt kind of disconnected from school. I really wasn't going to campus. I wasn't making trips to Russell or seeing the horseshoe. Um, but since, you know, coming to this new position and this whole journey from the spring with student government, I've spent so much more time on campus and really been able to reconnect with the school that I fell in love with two years ago when I decided to come here. Um, so I'm definitely the most excited to just build on that connection with the school, with the students. Like we, uh, us four have had talks about doing tabling on Green Street and um, ideas like that to really, like y'all have said, see students face to face, have those kinds of connections and talk about those issues face-to-face um, -face with each other. Um, yeah, basically just to keep fostering this connection that I have with the university, you know, make it better, but also allow it to make me better and have an impact on me. I love that, Kate. Yeah, I think all of us have said and can totally agree that so many students have been feeling disconnected from our university. So we really want to use the places that we have as student leaders on this campus to try to break down that disconnect next semester, especially when we all will be in person together. So now the next kind of set of questions I have for y'all are going to be a little more fun, but the first couple ones are just strictly get to know you. Then they're going to be like fun get to know you ones. Um, but the first one, just to, get a, to know a little bit more about all of your interests, what else on campus are you involved in besides student government? Uh, Alex, if you want to start. Yeah, so um, I'm in a social fraternity, Pi Kappa Phi. Um, I'm on the interfraternity council as well as the VP of programming. Um, I serve as the club golf treasurer, um, and I'm a part of Ducks Unlimited. And yeah, that's that's really about it. One day, Alex is going to take all of us hunting. It's going to happen. <laughs> that, that has been my promise to them. I promise I would take the four of them duck hunting here in the fall. <laughs> Maybe now, we should start with golf and then hunting. Yes, we can start with, we can start with golf and then we can. I go. used to be such a good golfer. I used to take golf lessons when I was a kid with my dad, but it's gone very downhill. <laughs> if you guys can't tell how the office decorated, we got, got some ducks and we got some camo. <laughs> I think the day I go hunting will be a very interesting day for all of us. <laughs> That's funny. Um, a little bit about my involvement on campus. I am a member of Delta Zeta Sorority and also Alpha Kappa Psi Business Fraternity. So um, in two different types of Greek organizations, um, and I really love my involvement with both of them. Um, I've been a member of student government and student senate since my freshman year, and I've enjoyed every second of that. It led me to run for speaker. Um, as y'all as y'all know, that's why I'm here. Um, and then, then beyond that as well, um, I work at the State House for the Senate Judiciary Committee. I'm also a member of ODK, which is a Leadership Honor Society, which I've really enjoyed my time in as well, and Order of Omega, which is a Greek Honor Society on campus. Um, as for my involvement, I previously was a member, or I still am, but previously in student government, I served as the clerk of the student senate. So I was on the staff of the previous speaker, J.D. Jacobus, and I really loved that. And it led me to running for treasurer now. So that's where I'm at now in student government. Um, I am also a member of Greek life in Alpha Delta Pi. All four of us uh, share that in common. And I- Not being 80 Pi, just being in Greek life. <laughs> well, yeah, in Greek life, all four of us. Um, Alex isn't a member of 80 Pi. <laughs> Um, I am also in the Honors College. I am a member of the SC semester program, which Morgiana actually previously did the year before me. And I intern at the State Retirement System Investment Commission that's over in the Capitol Center next to the State House. And finally, I used to be a lifeguard at Strom, but I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> Uh, a little bit more about me to kind of echo what they said. I am also in Greek life. I'm a member of Alpha Chi Omega. I served as the chapter president last year during the height of the pandemic. It was a super fun time to be a student leader at Carolina. Um, but besides that, 
I'm involved in some different pre-health organizations on campus. And I've been in the vice president's staff for the past two years. So I've loved kind of getting to see what it was like before COVID, then during COVID. It's cool to see all the changes and how student government and every other organization on campus really fought through the pandemic and still like worked together and really took social organizations and made them virtual, which is, it was super impressive. All the students on our campus did things I've never been done before. So that was great to see. Uh, so the next question I have this, Alex kind of already answered his answer for this a little bit, but what are you guys' like hobbies or what do you like to do for fun? Yeah, um, I think it's pretty <laughs> kind of obvious what I uh, just I like, I like to be outdoors, I like to hunt, um, big outdoorsman, uh, playing golf, just hanging out with my friends. Um, I get on walks by the river, even though I don't do it all often, um, but I actually love doing that. But yeah, anything, anything with water, outdoors, like I'm, I'm in. So, so yeah. Um, one of my hobbies is I am a singer and I love to sing. Um, and that was always been my thing. And I don't find similar to Alex that maybe I get to do it as much. Um, but I'm thankful for the opportunities I, I keep having. I think my friends actually, when we go to a place that does karaoke, they tell me I need to sing less. Um, so that, that's always funny. I grew up right on the beach on Long Island. Um, I am a big, I love the ocean, big water girl. If I go to the beach um, down in South Carolina, I, I'm not a tanner. I, I need to find a friend that likes to be in the ocean with me for approximately two to three hours at least, um, no matter what temperature the water is. So one day, if we ever take an exact beach trip, hopefully, maybe I could make Alex. You like to swim, or y'all like to body surf? Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Um, and then I also one of my favorite things to do with my friends is go to brunch. Um, you know, we have our, our fun little stress relievers over the weekends. I love to go brunch. I had definitely have a list on my phone of the top brunch locations in Columbia. Um, if ever anyone listening on this podcast wants it, um, it's something I put a lot of thought and time into, and I would love to share. <laughs> also, just so everyone knows, I have heard Morgiana sing in the car. She is fantastic. <laughs> if I'm singing next to her, it's very bad. So, <laughs> um, As for my hobbies, I, I am a huge extrovert, so... One of the one of my favorite things I love to do. It's not really a hobby, but I just love hanging out with people, meeting new people, going new places, seeing new things, um, challenging myself in my beliefs and just going to see new things. That's a huge aspiration of mine. Like I said, I want to travel for my career. So um, every chance I get to go somewhere new or to travel or take a trip, I take it. Um, I'm also pretty creative and artistic. I've always been, I won the art award in fifth grade. So, you know, um, but that's something that I am excited to apply to my career in hopefully in marketing that I go into. Cause it's kind of like the one thing in business that you can have, so you can factor in some creativity with. So that's why I ended up choosing that for my path of study. Um, I did do choir in high school, but I'm probably not as, well-versed, says Morgiana, Alex might be, I know. Alex. I think everyone on this exec board has, like, sang before except for me. <laughs> Emily. I know Alex has shown me some of his his chamber choir videos. I'm not that good, but. <laughs> I want to see those one day. I want to see those, Alex. I'm Alex is embarrassed. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day we oh, do sing. Y'all are ruining my fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> They needed someone to sing the national anthem at inauguration, and I volunteered both of you, but no one did. <laughs> SG duet. <laughs> so kind of um, going off the conversation, we did just have a little bit one about food, but what would you guys say your favorite fast food place was? So if you asked me this before I went to college here, I would have said Wawa, being from Pennsylvania, it might not technically be considered fast food, but like it's pretty, you walk in, you press the screen, best food ever. But if I'm in South Carolina, I have like a secret love for Bojangles. I had it for the first time at the end of my freshman year. And like, I love like the biscuit that you get and the chicken, the honey mustard. Like I I'm a big fan. <laughs> Mine is Chick-fil-A. It always has been, always will be. Not a big proponent of change. 100% Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 
I would say maybe this is like a fun fact, but I never had Chick-fil-A until I came to South Carolina. Um, it actually took me a little bit of time. I remember the exact day it was parents weekend. I had it with my mom. Um, and from then on, you know, it definitely changed my life. Um, freshman year having Chick-fil-A in Russell House, I, I don't think I ever stopped going there once I started. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A, we have a few on Long Island, but they're not as hyped up as they are down here. It's more of a way of life. Um, so definitely love Chick-fil-A a lot more. Also, um, a secret obsession that I, or not not a secret, you know, pretty vocal about it. Obsession I found, though, being South Carolina to a cookout can't be beat. Um, I never feel too great after, but it's always worth it. <laughs> I don't think Kate likes cookout. <laughs> I'm scared of cookout. I don't know why. Um, so... Uh, everyone says Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. I can't imagine not growing up with Chick-fil-A, Morgiana. Um, my roommate well, last year. You never year, have it. You just, you just don't think anything of it. So. Yeah. Um, that was definitely the hype place all in high school. People would be late to school with their Chick-fil-A tea. But um, for me, my guilty pleasure fast food place, the only place I'll go when I'm hungry at midnight is Taco Bell. I've only heard Taco Bell once. Sleeper pick. That's a very sleeper pick. Taco Bell is extremely delicious. I will condone that. Solid choice. My guilty pleasure. I have just an unpopular opinion about Chick-fil-A. It's like, I feel like their fries are never warm. I don't know if I've just like never gotten warm fries. I feel like every time I go, they're just like, like they're all right, but... Never, never there. Yeah, I really like the fries, um, but like a spicy chicken sandwich can't be beat. Um, great it's meal. Breakfast. We will not tolerate Chick-fil-A slander. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> so we talked about fast food places, but Columbia has an insane amount of restaurants between like Five Points and the Vista and everywhere in between. I feel like it's so hard to pick your favorite place to eat in Columbia. What would you guys say is your favorite place? Doc's Barbecue, 100%. I've never big been bar- there. Big barbecue guy. Well, love to get a plate of barbecue. Um, Doc's Barbecue, shout out them. Whatever you're doing, however you're cooking it, you're doing it right. Keep doing it. <laughs> My answer might, well, this statement might be a little controversial. Um, the public opinion might lower of me, but I don't really like barbecue. Um <laughs> Okay. So, also not tolerate the, barbecue slander. Oh, is <laughs> the only barbecue lover. Three-fourths of exec are not barbecue people. Uh, really has limited my options for a lot of places in South Carolina. Some of my favorite restaurants, Publico, the ambiance can't be beat. Um, my two favorite foods, um, Mexican and Japanese or Asian fusion. Um, so that definitely love it there. And Cantina really hits pretty good on then that more like Mexican American food. And then tsunami is great for for my Asian. Yeah. And then Publico just in the middle. What? I totally soft spot. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I totally have a soft spot for Publico. I, that was the first restaurant I ever went to with my mom when I was like a junior in high school visiting, um, a student I know who already graduated here took me there, um, for my first little five points restaurant experience. Um, and then Cantina just gives me memories back to freshman year. Cause I used to go there with my East squad roommates all the time, little girls night, little dinner. Um, but my favorite place to eat recently at the beginning of the semester, I was kind of on like a breakfast sandwich kick. And I went to this restaurant called the Cinnamon Roll Deli on Divine Street with my parents a year ago when they came for a parents cocktail in February, like before COVID. Um, and they, they were obsessed with it. And I remembered that place this semester and I probably spent like $50 there. Um, I've frequented there so many times. I'll like wait for them to open at 7 a.m. and go, there's just no egg sandwich that can beat that place. Um, and then Tsunami is goaded, but that's yeah. a, so tsunami is my like number one place I like my roommates and all my friends like we probably go there like every other Sunday at least We're, since sophomore year like we've been obsessed but Kate what you're saying I need to try cinnamon roll deli's breakfast sandwiches because I love sausage egg and cheese like I will eat that till the day I die and I go to Carolina Cafe all the time I love it there it's also like a probably two minute walk max from my apartment but 
I'm there like way too much, especially during campaigning. I probably went every morning. I was like, ah, I'm back again. <laughs> That's like I, mute bloom. I walked in today. It was really fun. Me and me and Riley went and got coffee, and I walked in and the because like the, the girls who are they know me, and she, like Riley's never really been there with me. And she walked in. And she goes, "You having the usual, Alex?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she looks Riley looks at me and goes, like, <laughs> you come here. "I promise I don't come here this much." <laughs> Which in reality, I go I go every single morning. But that's not actually a restaurant. But also, shout out small business. Great coffee in Columbia. Yes, I still need to try it. It's so good. I'm usually a I'm usually a Cool Beans person, but. I was running to people I know there. That's why I love it. I know. It's always like try to get there at the perfect time to make sure I can get a table because I feel like it's always so packed because it's basically right on campus. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the next question I have is kind of a fun question. I actually came up with this one like totally myself. I've never like seen anywhere, but I was talking with my roommates the other day about we pretty much all have the same for you page on TikTok. We are all very similar. So I was thinking, like, I feel like your For You page says a lot about you. Like, myself, I have so many. I have, like, the typical kind of, like, funny, like, 20-something-year-old, like, TikToks that my roommates have. But then I also have so many TikToks of, like, families with their kids. I don't know if anyone knows four kids call me dad, but that is my favorite TikToker. And he has, like, these kids and, like, their family's just so funny. And I'm like, wow, I want to be a pediatric dentist. Like, that. that's what my For You page is, so many kids. So what would you guys kind of say is your like main for you page like what side of tiktok are you on um i would definitely say this is kind of like a long-winded answer but like pre-campaign i was on tiktok a lot and it was like mainly during like duck season so like my tiktok was like predominantly like about duck hunting and like stuff (laughs) like that and then the and then the campaign like kind of happened and have time which was good for me because i spent way too much time on tiktok that's like my like guilty thing. I'm like, you know, I was avid TikToker or what TikTok user. I've never made a tick, never made a TikTok, but it was a lot of that. Um, and I'll tell you what, my favorite, I guess, TikToker, I don't know, I don't even know his name, but it's the, the guy who does the Italian like impressions. Have you guys seen that guy on Twitter on TikTok? I've seen one person do one, but I didn't know like if that was like his thing. I will I will find his TikTok profile and send it to you guys. He like does like a, voiceovers of like Italian like family and like reenact stuff and it is <laughs> hilarious but unfortunately I have the good thing though the campaign was good for me I don't get on TikTok like ever anymore so but mainly it's like ducks and like funny stuff so <laughs> I feel that I think exactly a year ago I had maybe like five six seven hours of TikTok a day we were in total lockdown um now sometimes i'll go on tiktok and i'll have like 20 notifications because all my friends send me funny things they see um definitely in the middle of quarantine i was on like uh like ratatouille tiktok like remy the ratatouille remember if they were making that fake musical um so definitely that that's my thing um if if i open my tiktok now it is random funny sometimes like i i definitely don't know any tiktok dances so like i don't get a single tiktok dance in my for you page um so i like, also do not get tiktok dances when i see people like start doing them they're like oh you haven't seen this I'm like i have no idea what you're talking about i have no idea and sometimes i play the random um playlists on Spotify just because they're pretty good. The ones that Spotify makes for me, my friends will be like, Oh, like this is literally, if you stole this from TikTok, I'm like, I've never heard this on TikTok. So like <laughs> I kind of steal a lot of the music I find from TikTok. Um, accidentally, I like to think that I'm not on like popular TikTok, but I maybe a little. Don't hate me, but I don't have a TikTok. That's good. Um, you should <laughs> I, a year ago, had a TikTok in quarantine, and I had a few days in a row that I stayed up till like 6 a.m. on TikTok, and I decided that I probably shouldn't do that anymore, so I deleted the app, and I have not had it since, and it's probably good for me because there's only so many hours in a day, and I would waste it on that app, but I am a little bit 
behind the times I would say no I every time I like get the I'm like scrolling on TikTok too long and the guy's like stop you've been scrolling for way too long I'm like I need to delete this app but then he just keeps popping up and I never actually delete it but one day it'll be my goal yeah I'm always very um removed and I don't I I don't understand the dances even more than you do Emily (laughs) I don't even know the fun songs when until they are old (laughs) <laughs> until, they're not, until they're not fun anymore because everyone that has TikTok has heard it too many times. <laughs> okay, so the next question I have for you guys is actually a question that is very near and dear to my heart. So the first time I ever interviewed for VP staff was under Sophie Davish. And she asked me in my interview, if I were a color, what color would I be and why? And I thought this was the first question she asked me. I was like, whoa not what I had prepared for this interview. So I said in my interview that I would be blue because I want people to find me calm and trusting and feel like they can talk to me and that I will be there for them. And that kind of, when we had our first staff meeting with that staff, we all talked about our color that we picked and why we picked it. And I felt like it really bonded us. We all got super close after that. So then this year during my staff interviews, I asked everyone that I interviewed the same exact question. We talked about it at our staff interview, but I've actually never asked you guys the answer to this question. So if you guys could be a color, what color would you be and why? Uh, I hate to be a ripoff here, but um, 100% blue, really for a multitude of reasons. I mean, it's my favorite color, one. Um, two, it reminds me of like the ocean, the water. Um, I love being anywhere near a beach, a lake, a river. Um, so I just kind of like makes me happy, kind of like makes me um, calm, I guess. But yeah, I think it just kind of like my bedroom at home is painted blue. Like I'm wearing blue. Um, like you, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I radiate blue. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me feel good. I like blue. So yeah. Mine um, would probably be yellow, like a bright yellow. Um, I don't really wear, I, so I would never wear yellow, but it's a color that I would probably like want to be or like want want to describe myself as I surround myself with a lot of yellow because it's bright. Um, I think it's like motivating. It's sunshine. It reminds me of a good day when the sun is shining. Um, and I love sunflowers. They're my favorite color. Um, so I think it kind of brings like a brightness, um, which is really important in something like a way I try to live my life. So. Um, well, for me, I love all pastels. I love those girly cute colors but if I had to be a color it would probably be pink or purple because they just make me feel empowered and they make me feel like I stand out and I I'm kind of a loud person like I said I'm an extrovert and I like standing out so I think those describe me perfect I love learning that about all you guys that literally is my favorite question to ask when I get to be an interviewer uh so next kind of want to know along the lines of songs like music favorite song musician genre I know you guys have heard a lot of Justin Bieber in the LSC because I do love Justin Bieber I also really like alternative music a fun um kind of like my hobby is I love going to concerts and music festivals I've been to probably a million pre-COVID I have a list on my phone it's insanely long of every artist I've ever seen and how many times and what I loved about it. So if anyone ever wants to see it, I think it's a really good list, but what do you guys kind of like to listen to? Um, I could definitely say, right, like definitely country music, but right now, 100% Riley Green or Luke Combs. And then just like of all of all time or just kind of like ordered, I guess, would definitely be George Strait or Alan Jackson, 100%. Definitely. Um, and don't, don't hate me on this too, Alex. Country music was never my thing before I came to school here. Um, I don't dislike it now. I definitely hear it all the time. So it's not a dislike. It's just not a, I'm going to play this when I'm on a long car ride type of music. Um, one of my favorite singers, Rex Orange County. I just love, um, almost every song he produces. I love Miley Cyrus. I think especially her a person and her journey um in the past what like 10 years of music is really inspiring um to really anyone and then probably my all-time favorite singer is adele uh her music like it it's just it's too good i love to sing her music too and 
that always makes stuff that I like to listen to a lot more personable. A lot of her stuff is very emotional and that's always important to me. Singing can be definitely stress relieving. Um, when I'm really stressed out, sometimes I'll just drive around and sing my top Adele songs to myself. Um, so if you ever see me driving alone at night playing Adele, it's, <laughs> I'm just taking a moment. Um, so she's definitely my favorite. She gives me like the chills every time I hear an Adele song. Yeah. And it's really stress relieving for me um, to like be alone and, and just sing. I like a huge variety of music. I I was never opposed to country music. Sorry, Morgiana. Um, I'm a huge Riley Green girl. I love Morgan Wallen. Some of like those are just some songs that I could listen to over and over, never get tired of. And one of my favorite memories with my best friend Rory was at a Riley Green concert at the beach where we kind of bonded and became closer friends. Um, but I also like the normal music. Some of my favorite albums ever are by Lil Uzi and Post Malone. And the day I saw Post Malone live, actually at a music festival, Emily, which I've told you about. I saw, oh, yeah. I went to Firefly. Yeah, we were both there. That's so crazy. Didn't know you at all, though, probably crossed paths and had no idea. But um, seeing Post Malone live was like the best day of my life. He's amazing. He's just such a good performer. And I also kind of like a bit of alternative music. Um, well, this is an alternative, but Ariana Grande's music is fantastic. Like I said, she just gives me pink vibes, like empowering girl vibes. Love that. Um, but then for the alternative stuff, I love Black Bear. I don't know if y'all, I am I am a huge fan of his old. Yes. And then, um, Arizona Zervis is also one of my favorite artists. Emily, I mistakenly texted you being like, oh my gosh, Arizona, I love him. One of the people you're considering for cockstock. And I totally got that mixed up. I was but, cracking up when you texted me that. I was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like a little, a little R&B vibes, alternative vibes. So well. the next question I have for you guys one is it was this one was like really hard for me to think about. It's what fictional family would you want to be a part of? My first like answer when I thought of this question was my favorite TikTok family, Four Kids Call Me Dad. I I love them, but like they're actually real. So I was like, oh, like what would I want to be next? And then I immediately thought of the show Dynasty. I don't know if any of you have I'm watching it right now. I'm watching it right so now. Good. I love but their family. Dark, like girl. they don't really like they're a little bit like of a mess and like they definitely like do a lot of illegal things like wouldn't want to actually be a part of their family for a long time because it would be very an emotional toll but like their lives are just so like luxurious and there's always all this like drama going on I feel like my life would be a movie which it literally is in their family it's like a what do you guys think if you could be one um I, I don't know this is a tough Hard. one um y'all are gonna clown me for saying this but Duck Dynasty? <laughs> of course it has ducks. Um, like, I, I don't know. That's a thing. Like, I can't, like, I can't, like, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, like, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of TV anymore. What about a book? Um, hard. Like, I don't, that's, that's a really tough question. Yeah. When you ask that. What'd you say? Oh, no, you can finish. Sorry. Oh, no, but definitely on top of my head, Duck Dynasty. I mean, like, they're just outside. They kill ducks. They own a really cool business. They make good money. Like, they're just good people. Like, sign me up. <laughs> Isn't that a real family? Yes. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> it's okay. You can do a TV family. Like, oh, okay. a reality TV is okay. All right. All right. TV. <laughs> definitely them, then. Um, I have a like a simple – I guess I have two answers. Um, So, it's actually funny. The entire – all 10 seasons of Modern Families on Hulu right now. So I'm Ooh. currently watching it. That's like my stress relieving show also in the past um, month or so. Who wouldn't want to be a part of Modern Family? They are so funny. There They're is a, a character and, a, and I just want to be Gloria. Um, honestly, she is so funny and has a great life. Um, so I'd love to hang out with them. But also beyond that, um, super, super fictional is I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan. And like who doesn't want to be a part of Harry Potter in like some way, shape or form? Um, 
love USC, but like, I wish I could go to Hogwarts. (laughs) Yeah. Like definitely really like wanted to be like Ginny Weasley or Hermione when I was younger. Um, so would like to be a wizard. (laughs) So part of that fictional family, but I understand that's a little bit more abstract. Um, on the contrary, Morgiana, Emily, when you asked this question, the first thing I thought of was kind of a nerdy answer because I was a huge Percy Jackson fan. And oh, I love those books. I like, was too. I, I, he, he would be my second like fictional. Yeah. That was, um, I was supposed to go to Greece last May, got canceled because COVID, but um, that was like my bucket list place for a May master trip I was going to go to just because I'm like huge Greek mythology girl. So if I could be like a demigod in the, in the family of the gods, that would be tough. That'd be cool. (laughs) I feel like those like Harry Potter and like Percy Jackson, like those things just like remind me of like my childhood and like sitting in my bed. Like I can't stop reading. (laughs) Oh my God. I read through those books. There was one of those books in the series I read in like a day in third grade. My whole third, when the Percy Jackson movie came out, I want to say we were in like fourth grade and my third grade class read that book together. And my whole class like had a reunion and went to see the movie together. It was, it was so cute. <laughs> so the next question I have for you guys, is like a funny one. My chief of staff actually came up with it and asked it at one of our staff meetings. If you guys were a potato, what way would you want to be cooked? Like kind of basically like what's your favorite way to eat a potato? All right, this is going to sound crazy. And some of you um, might not know what this is, but do you all know what twice-baked potatoes are? No. So, like, a twice-baked potato is, like, you cut a uh, baked potato in half, and then you, like, scoop out, like, the potato on the inside. You put it in a bowl, put sour cream, like, bacon bits, cheese, butter, all this stuff, and you mix it all together, and then you put it back inside, like, the potato skin, and then you put it back in the oven, and then you bake it. So it's like, it's, it's really, it's really good. That um, sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really good. But my mom, my mom makes them. And so I would definitely be one of those. That's my favorite way to eat a potato. It reminds my mom. So 100% win-win right there. I will also, I don't cook very much, but I do know how to make some mean twice baked potatoes. So if we ever need like a potluck, exactly. I think Alex is making them for all of us is what he's saying right now. I don't mind. I enjoy it. It's, it's delicious. Uh, my answer is super easy. I'd be a curly fry. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, like I also identify like so much with my curly hair. Um, so it it always like not that French fries remind me of my hair, but if I had to be in the shape of a fry, um, I would be the curly edition of it. Um, I think it's funny. I when I was younger, I. I never hated my curly hair, but maybe in high school, um, freshman, sophomore year, I was the type of, as as many, um, like young girls in high school, like straighten their hair, straighten their hair all the time. Like I never had my hair curly and now it's such like a staple of who I am. Um, so it's kind of funny, but definitely would be a curly fry with Cajun seasoning. That is also very important. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I am very partial to hash browns and home fries that's pretty boring but um i'll like go to waffle house and go to ihop for the hash browns i like them peppered at waffle house so yeah when i answered this question i said curly fry but specifically one from arby's arby's has really slept yeah. on yes 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 <laughs> Yes, that was that was was my second choice answer. I was like, I plead the fifth on this one. My mom used to take me to Arby's too, Kate. There was one right next to her work. There was one on my mom's a middle school teacher, and there was one on the way to her school, and she would take me and my sister there after school for milkshakes and curly fries. (laughs) Hey, I don't care. Unpopular opinion. Popular opinion. Arby's is gas. Yes. Okay. Glad we all love Arby's. (laughs) People sleep on it, except. Except for SG exec, I guess. Mine is Morgiana. <laughs> Count me out on this one. Count me out on this one. <laughs> Morgiana's not signing on to the RBG. No, no. Okay, so the next question I have for you guys, and it can be like as specific as you want. So would you rather travel to the past or to the future? And if so, like what would you kind of want to see or relive, like if you want to say it? um definitely the future um i don't want to go back hashtag no regrets um (laughs) but i think it would be really neat to go to the future and see like you know even a even short term like the end of end of our terms you know what what will what will we have accomplished what will we have done 
um, how will how will the you know the world look in in a year from now with with COVID with whatever it may be you know in long term like with myself like you know, what am I going to be doing? Am I going to be like successful? I hope so. Um, but yeah, I just think it'd be really neat to get to the future, not and just hang out and be like, what's up. <laughs> Um, I love history. I don't think if I went back to the past, it would be, it would be deep back. I would want to see the pyramids being built. I'm very skeptical (laughs) of how that occurred. Uh, I want to go to Easter Island when they were making those statues. Um, but besides that, I agree. Um, we know so so much about history, which I think is really cool. And what's so unknown is the future. Um, if we could have jumped a year prior to where we were last year, I think in our lifetimes, like the the four of us, we have had the biggest change of our entire life in a year. Who knows if we'll ever have um, such a crazy year again. I don't know if I want to, honestly, um, but I'd love to see the world in like 200 years. When I grew up, um, I remember something that really always confused me um, in elementary school was I remember learning about our country's history. And like we, I learned the start was, you you know, like uh, our same years, like 1776, but it never made sense to me that the like United States of America wasn't always around and this wasn't always the way of life. So in 200 years, is this still going to be the way of life? Like I am really interested. We might see, you know, I'm not saying that America is going to collapse, but we're going to see changes across the world in our lifetime. And I'm really interested as to what those will be. I sometimes get anxiety about, not, not bad anxiety, but I think about like, I think about, oh, like when my kids are going to college and when my kids are doing this and that, but I don't know how different things are going to be for them, even though that could be only like 20, 30 years in the future. It feels like so uncertain for the next 50, 100 years. I don't know what kind of advancements there will be in technology. Oh, only over the just the last year, we've seen changes that make me really wonder like, wow, what are, what are, what's the life going to be like for my kids when they're a high schooler and a college student? Um, I would say I'm, I'm such a future minded person. Like I am always thinking about long-term goals and um, what I'm doing today that will like help me reach those. I like Alex said, I'm not a huge live in the past person, although I totally am interested in history. My mom's actually a middle school history teacher. Uh, American history, 1865 to the present. So I know quite a bit about that star student. Um, but, and she taught at my middle school. So um, that was fun, but um, I don't really like to live in the past. I don't really have regrets. I feel like if I was gonna travel either to the past or the future, I would wanna see myself. I would either wanna see how I'm turning out and like, know what I would need to change to do better or like go back and be like hey like get your life together because you're messing up in this part just trying to give myself some advice or or maybe right right or wrong in the world and see what effects it would have yeah I feel I feel like normally like I'm also like a super future minded person I feel like anytime I have free time I start thinking about my future and I'm like whoa let's take a step back (laughs) I feel like right now like in this specific moment in life if someone like came to me with like a time travel machine I think I would time travel back to the last time I went to Firefly because Firefly Music Festival is like my favorite time of year and especially with COVID I haven't gotten to do really anything like that in so long so I feel like I would want to like relive like just a concert again being surrounded by so many people and being free and not wearing masks. Like I would definitely love to relive that just like in this quick moment of time. Uh, So I have one last question for you all. So this one is just kind of, what is a fun fact about you? Um, I can start with mine. I don't know if you guys know this. My staff thought it was hilarious. I'll send you guys a picture later, but I used to be an American Girl doll model when I was younger. If you know who Kit Kittridge is, I would go on fashion tours I would have to dress up like her and I'd walk on stage like holding the doll and I would like sit and people when she had a movie like they would play the trailer of her movie and I'll just sit there like holding the doll so it, it was fun I know what the dolls are I've like heard of it but <laughs> I a big deal wow I probably wasted a bread 
I used to save up money, like little dollar bills and coins when I was little, just so I had a hundred dollars to buy a new American Girl doll. I probably could have saved like a thousand dollars. You have. <laughs> I'll send you guys a picture, guys. They're gonna like, crack up. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I definitely think my fun fact. I guess we kind of alluded to it. Um, I am like Morjana, a singer. I guess a lot of people don't know that about me. Um, two-time state champion singer over here um rings but but yeah that's just like my weird quirky fact i guess because no one ever knew also i would have never guessed that like also really like get it reading sheet music like sight reading um that too so yeah uh, I guess ugh, my fun fact was kind of stolen too, because that's not really my fun fact is that I'm also a nationally um, renowned singer. Don't mean to brag. <laughs> Same as Alex though. So we're in the two of us. Um, and I guess another, um, with that, I teach voice lessons to younger students and I have for almost six years now, which is crazy. Um, I have, I've done that to younger students back home and I do that virtually. So that is something I'd love to do. Um, turning a hobby into a job. It's never working. It's never, you're never working. It's always really fun. Um, but I guess another fun fact completely unrelated is that I have no siblings. I'm an only child. Um, so definitely unique. I wonder if you guys thought ever thought that I probably actually shared that with y'all. Um, but sometimes I always am intrigued to hear people's responses when I tell them I'm, I'm an only child. Um, there is that stigma behind uh, only child syndrome, but it's definitely been interesting growing up. <laughs> only children are definitely more rare than you think. Like, I don't know that many when you really think about it. Um, my fun fact that I've used always since I was born was my, I was born on a holiday. My birthday was my birthday is January 1st. And I was actually the first kid, the first child in my county in the entire millennium and the entire century born. I was in the newspaper for it because I was born at 104 in the morning. So my birthday is January 1st, 2001, so 01-01-2001 at 1-04. And the nurses were actually like, oh my gosh, right, right 101, right 101 a.m. But they had already written 104, so that's when I was born. And people always think it's fake. Like, even Jerome. Are yeah, he like, asked me if your birthday was wrong on the papers, and I was like, no. <laughs> he texted me and was like, hey, did you just put something random? No, that's my birthday. People always comment on it. Well, perfect. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I hope you had a blast. I think it's really great that the rest of the student body and everyone else listening gets to know all of us better. And I hope everyone who's listening knows that you can always come and talk to either one of us. Our doors are always open. We love hearing from students because we are students. And then I want to give a special thanks to everyone who is watching live right now. And then to everyone who's going to listen a little later online. I hope you tune in next month for our next episode and thank you all so much. Have a great day. Bye.